0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film writer Ryan Scott.
2: Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going?
0: All right, Ryan, yesterday you and I talked about a bunch of DC news, and uh, we're back again today with more DC stuff. Um, Last night, a big report came out about uh, the future of the DC universe, or at least a, a corner of it. Uh, Why don't you tell me about the biggest news out of this, which is that James Gunn is personally going to be working on a new Superman movie?
2: Yeah, and this was something I think people had speculated a bit about when when Gunn took over. Um, I don't remember if it was Peter Saffron, but back when Gunn was originally fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 before being rehired... DC had been courting him, and and I forgot, I think it was one of the producers, it might have been Saffron, but he kept joking with him, like, hey, James Gunn, Superman, James Gunn, Superman, and then he did the Suicide Squad, ultimately, but this had kind of been floated for a while, but so what's officially happening now, and this is not some industry trade report, Gunn took to social media to confirm this himself, uh, he is writing a Superman movie, and has been for some time. Uh, it will focus on a younger Clark Kent uh, and, and be it, it, and his struggles as a journalist at the Daily Planet. Uh, what this means is that Henry Cavill, uh, for sure, will not be coming back as Superman. Uh, this is something Cavill confirmed in a very heartfelt statement on Instagram. Um, though Gunn did confirm that they would like to talk to Cavill about possibly playing another role, not necessarily for sure in that Superman movie, but another DC character of some sort. Um, so yeah, this kind of goes against that black Adam cameo. This goes against that previous report that, that Cavill was, was going to come back. And, uh, a lot has changed in the last, you know, two months. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's uh that's the first big chunk of news, but there is a lot to go with this.
0: <laughs> so, um, what were your sort of gut reactions when you heard about this?
2: Um, I mean it made sense to me. If you're if you're gonna take on, you know, you're gonna be the guy at DC, and obviously I think this always meant Gunn was still gonna direct stuff. I I never anticipated now I should mention the one thing is Gunn has not been named for sure to direct this. It is possible he could direct it. Uh he is at least writing it, but he even said on Twitter no director has been settled on yet. That having been said, I believe if he has time, I believe this is something he will take on personally. Um, but yeah, I believe like if you take on DC right now, you know, Batman's doing all right. You know, Matt Reeves did good with Batman as we talked about yesterday. So like, what do you have left? What's the thing that someone hasn't nailed in a really long time? Mm -hmm. Superman, you know, if Gunn could be the guy to like fix Superman, like that would be a big, you know, that'd be a big thing. So I think, you know, and then that opens up a lot because Superman hasn't been like a big seller for DC comics for a long time, not in the way that Batman is. And Batman is by far the bigger worldwide entity as far as TV, movies, all that stuff goes. So, you know, if you can sort of improve Superman Station um, in like the the global superhero scope, you mm-hmm. sort of give DC a lot of opportunity where there isn't some currently. So I yeah. think that's where the big focus is on Superman right now.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. The idea of him being a young journalist is exciting to me. We have uh, an article that, that uh, Jeremy Mathai wrote for the site called Superman as a Young Journalist is exactly how you make the character relevant again, um, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. I encourage everybody to check that out. Yeah, I um, wonder
2: why a bunch of film journalists would feel that's interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think it, it goes hand in hand with the sort of like old school feeling of of Americana and like that, that sort of, um, you know, the Richard Donner sense of what Superman is. It reminds me a little bit of like, you know, the, there was that whole um you, you said yesterday you're like a big Spider-Man guy, and it reminds me a little bit of like the idea of um that whole thing about the Sam Raimi movies and the organic web shooters and then like the Marvel Studios version of the character going back to having, you know, being like the the sort of um tech whiz who actually like invents this stuff himself. Yeah, and yeah. Um so you know, th- there's just like a, a sense of like um going back to the source material that I appreciate here. Not that not that Henry Cavill's character wasn't a journalist, but that wasn't like a really big part of the movies, you know. But, um, but, but presumably,
2: though, like, had they actually ever done like a Man of Steel 2, that almost certainly would have been, you know, a bigger part of that movie. But instead, right. they did Batman be Superman. And instead, I, I think the biggest thing before we totally move away from the Cavill thing is just like, I don't care about Superman, I never really have. Uh, I still think Man of Steel was my favorite DCEU movie, and particularly the first two thirds of it. Um, And I just think this is going to go down as one of the biggest wasted castings in history. You had a guy who, like, is Superman and just real damn shame. Good actor, good dude. Uh, Bummer that didn't work out.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the idea of, like, you know, him having a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran uh, and and those guys potentially, like, uh, extending an olive branch almost and saying, like, hey, you know, just because this isn't going to work where, you know, with our vision with you continuing to be Superman doesn't mean that you can't appear in this universe in some other capacity. That's a, a kind of an interesting proposition. I'm, I'm curious, like what those um, conversations look like, what the, what the possible casting that might be there. Um, and I think you mentioned in our Slack channel, like there's a hundred percent probability that Kevin Feige is scheduling a meeting with <laughs> with Henry Cavill. Oh my God. Like, right if he now. doesn't
2: have an email from his agent or Feige today, because there have been rumors for a bit about a character named Sentry, uh, who is a really cool Marvel character that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Uh, I first came familiar with, I think, in World War Hulk was where I met Sentry. But anyway, uh, very like Superman esque character, but with like a lot of mental problems that prevent him from being like a hero a lot of the time. Hmm. Uh, oh boy, like <laughs> he just, I can just picture, you know. So yeah, I mean, I would wonder if Cavill would feel like burned by taking on another DC role or if he would feel that like the desire to go like, yeah, cool. I'll go play with your boys across the street.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Peter and I were talking, I think it was, yeah, Peter and I were talking earlier in the week about like um, the idea of Jason Momoa, you know, potentially being done as Aquaman, but also potentially playing Lobo in, in this new universe. And like just sort of how, um, you know, kind of odd that is, but like, I was talking about just embracing the chaos and like, just go for it. Like recast this, the same actor in a different role. And like, let's just have some fun. If they're great fit for the character, go, why not? Josh Brolin was Thanos
2: and cable, you know, like I, it's like, but the thing is like the, the, cause I was going to bring up the Jason Momoa thing because like, you have A-list talent. Don't abandon A-list talent. Gun's not stupid. You know, yeah. like like people, audiences are smart. They can, they're actors. They can play other roles. Like, especially if you're doing a full reboot, which is what it looks more and more like they're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you were just to say to me on paper, here's Jason Momoa. Here's this actor. Would you like to cast him as Lobo or Aquaman? a hundred out of a hundred people would say he makes a better Lobo. I'm not saying he was a bad Aquaman, but if you look at Lobo like that makes so much sense and you don't reject that casting just because the dude played another character. He's an actor. Let him do it.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. So we have uh, a little bit more to talk about, but uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase. It's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe.
0: Okay, so one of the other things that came out of this, there's a a big report in the Hollywood Reporter about, uh, you know, all these goings on behind the scenes at DC. And one of the the sort of surprising things here is that with all this talk about Superman and what James Gunn may or may not do with that, you know, uh, new version of of Superman is that uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' version of Superman that's going to be produced by J.J. Abrams, could actually still happen here. I assumed, I think like a lot of people, that like maybe if Gun and Saffron come in, they're going to want to kind of wipe the slate completely clean here. But the fact that this was specifically mentioned in this report as being not dead and still in development it's a really, really fascinating idea because I think, Ryan, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm getting any of the details wrong here, if you remember, but I think the, um, the idea behind this was it's a black Superman, uh, which has some precedent in the comics. And then yes, it's a, um, it, I believe the story was supposed to be taking place like sometime in the 1900s. Like, I, I don't know if it's going all the way back to like, you know, 1950s, like I, smallville I if, kind yeah, of thing. I don't
2: know if that part was ever confirmed. I think I've heard rumors about that for sure, but the okay. black Superman seemed and ta Coates, by the way, it like a tremendous writer, um, a guy with comic book cred too. Like he did, uh, you know, he did um a a really acclaimed run on Black Panther, and so it makes sense for like that guy to take on you know like a Black Superman, and that's something different. And I think this project started being developed in that weird limbo period where DC didn't know what they were doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, like last year or so, um, and they were trying to give J.J. Abrams something to do with all that money they gave him. Yeah. Um. But uh. But um. The only reason I would have my serious doubts about this movie going forward, but. If you're doing a different Superman, if it's not Clark Kent, because there are different Supermen within the multiverse that are mm-hmm. black Supermen who are not Clark Kent, you could theoretically have both and not step on anyone's toes. So, yeah, like, especially
0: if one's a period piece, right?
2: Right. So it's like doable. I, I, whether or not Gunn is willing to do that is, I, I don't know, because then you're sort of taking one superman's thunder and as we discussed yesterday the timeline for a new batman is probably a little longer so you need superman so like i don't know if you want the messiness of that but it it doesn't outright kill that project and you know and i can see why a studio would look at you know we got jj abrams we got this great writer like do we really want to just throw that in the garbage you know Mm -hmm. so so i can see why at least right now they're not you know gonna torch that
0: yeah, so one of the other things that came out of this report, or I guess technically this came out of a, of a tweet, another tweet by James Gunn, where he, he revealed that they met with Ben Affleck um, within, I think, like this earlier this week, because he wants to direct a because Affleck wants to direct a DC project and Gunn and Saffron want him to direct something. And he said, quote, we just have to find the right project. So that's fascinating, because Ben Affleck was originally taught, you know, we talked yesterday about the the sort of a, abandoned idea of a solo Batman movie that never quite happened with with uh, Ben Affleck as that character and Ben Affleck was lined up to I think write and direct uh, a version Wright, of
2: direct and star and yeah exactly and so produced. he was supposed to do the whole damn thing.
0: Yeah, so that ended up sort of falling by the wayside as the the Snyderverse stuff got a little bit more complicated and, and, you know, he became... I think he picked up another project or two as a director in that period um, and it ended up just not happening for whatever reason. But um, the idea that he's still, you know, even after all of his, like... to to me Ben Affleck has has almost come off a little bit with this whole Batman thing a little bit like uh, Daniel Craig right after Spectre where he was like I'd rather slip my wrist than revisit this character right now kind of thing and I think a lot of people took that to mean like I never want to be a part of any of this ever again but what it really just meant was like I need some time I need some space I need to like recover and then you know maybe I'll I'll be able to come back and take another another swing at this and it seems like that's kind of the space that Ben Affleck is in right now where like you know he seemed to be kind of beaten down by the whole batman thing for a little while it sort of yeah. like overshadowed every other aspect of his career for a bit um he made a couple movies in that stretch that i like um god there's that one live by was, night yes live by night yeah uh, i couldn't even remember the name of it that's how which how one
2: of we, the one of the best trailers to worst movie ratios Yeah, <laughs> like ever cuz i was i'm all about the town and so when the live by night trailer came out i was like I was prepared to worship at the altar of that movie and like the movie ended up not being very good. But yeah. I also suspect a lot of that had to do with Affleck was going through so much when he made that movie that he just wasn't he was, was he wasn't able to give it what it needed.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, he basically like this sort of Batman things seemed to overshadow everything else in his life for a long time. And he, it, it seemed to me like maybe he's entering that sort of Daniel Craig, I need some space zone. But the idea that he's actually actively meeting with people uh who are in charge at dc and saying like I, I actually want to get behind the camera for something in this universe is um kind of exciting for those of us who like really appreciate one what ben affleck can do behind the camera so i'm I yeah mean, do yeah you have any like um if you if you were given uh i don't know like a, a wish ryan to see you know to like give ben affleck uh, the creative control over any project in the DC stable. Is there like a a particular thing that you think he's like well suited for as a director off the top of your head? I know I'm like, you know, throwing this on you with no prep at all, but
2: no, you're good. No, let me start real quick by like, so the Affleck thing, I think what's interesting is that a lot of this mess started because he bailed. He kind of wanted to bail (laughs)
4: like,
2: and then that put DC in a bad spot, but also let's not like undercut all this. Ben Affleck admittedly had some issues with alcoholism at that point. He had, he went to rehab. There were a lot, there was a lot going on. And so he seems to be in a much better place right now. Like some of his mm-hmm. recent performances have been phenomenal. I thought he was excellent in the way back. Um, and, uh, and it, and he also just started that production company with, with Matt Damon. Let's not. Mm-hmm. Forget. So let's, ex- let's push this out a little bit. They're trying to get some juice with that production company. Affleck hasn't directed it in a minute. He clearly wants to. Well, if he can get Warner Brothers to agree, our production company co-produces whatever this DC movie is, why the hell wouldn't you? Like, yeah. what you, you get to go play in a big sandbox. I can't see Affleck working with Marvel, but, but I think a part of what irritated him, he actually liked filming Batman v Superman. He's talked about it a lot. Justice League was messy and that just jaded him, you know. So I think if things seem clean for him, he would totally be interested. And it yeah. seems like we're going to get a clean entry point. And I think Gunn would give a guy like that, you know, like the creative freedom he needs to do to do what he needs to do. I'm being very forward thinking here. OK, Ben Affleck had a terrible time filming the last Justice League movie. What would you do different, Ben? Uh, let I, I say let Ben Affleck do Justice League. Uh, give it a few years. Get the team together. You know, I, I can't think of a better person to do that sort of thing.
0: So. And that would be a really, really cool, like, um sort of redemption story. Not that Ben Affleck came out of Justice League, as, you know, with a black eye or anything, uh, reputationally. or Nobody like, pinned was... that on him. Right, like, right, you know, right. Like,
2: yeah, it's just like... But
0: just, like, creatively for him, for for that to be the project that kind of, like, um I don't know, maybe soured is a strong word. But, like, soured him on that experience a little bit. Because yeah. Oh, no, soured honesty. is a fair word. Like,
2: like... But I'm but like imagine too because the big problem right now you're dealing with all these Snyderverse people that are like going to be irritated the Snyderverse is gone. Well, they love Ben Affleck, so imagine if he's directing the next Justice League. How are they going to be pissed about that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> or maybe that could be you know uh, another way for for James Gunn, like we were talking yesterday, a guy who definitely knows like the online community and the online world and sort of like how those how, how to wrangle fan communities. That could be a way to try to you know, again, like used to use that phrase, like extend an olive branch and sort of like loop in an aspect of the, of those movies that the, the Snyderverse people, um, appreciated and, uh, just sort of recalibrate, re- remodulate a little bit and, and, uh, have him be behind the scenes, but that could be a way to sort of, um, you know, signal to, to that side of, uh, of the, like the, the good faith, um, you know, people who like genuinely like those Snyderverse movies and who weren't like terrible to people online and all that kind of stuff. Right. Totally. Maybe to, to sort of like help pull them in to this new version of, of what he and and Saffron are doing at DC. So that would be kind of
2: interesting. Right. But the smart Um, thing about gun too, is that like, it's not like, let's be very clear. Ben Affleck is a super qualified director, like to, to, to do this. Like, it's not like you'd be giving, you know, some, some nobody like, you know, Ben Affleck directed a best picture winning movie. Uh, He, he directed a couple of big hits. Uh, He's direct. I mean, I thought, again, I will go back to the town as being one, maybe one of the best heist movies ever made, you know, like, like, and so, you know, that you're not giving the, the keys to a guy who is not qualified. But right. Yeah. Like you can do two things at once. You can maybe at all of branches you call it and then give a very creative director, you know, something cool to work with. And and that would be a really fun Hollywood loves the story. Right. And like, and that would be a fun full circle thing to, yeah. to sort of let him do
0: that. Okay. So before we uh, wrap up today, Ryan, another thought just occurred to me, this idea of uh, this new version of or this new iteration of Superman back as a young journalist at the daily planet. Um, the idea that he's going to be a young journalist like that. I don't think anybody has said anything about like what age range they're looking at for casting the new Superman, but uh, it's clear to me that like Tom Holland is a best case scenario for uh, something like this. Uh, not uh, not uh, not actually, oh okay, maybe <laughs> let me take a step back. I'm not saying Tom Holland should be playing the new Superman. I mean, what Marvel did by casting Tom Holland in the uh, oh, Spider-Man I see what you're getting at. Okay. he is like, he has become, um, you know, he's a huge deal to Gen Z and w- whatever people uh, our age and a little bit younger right. than us. Like right. he is, he is like the guy where like, you know, um, I don't think Cherry, the uh, Russo Brothers project is necessarily a good example of this, but like Uncharted, I would argue is a, probably a pretty good example of the way that um, they will follow him. Uh, even to franchises that people may not be, you know, super familiar with or whatever outside well, of like yeah, a small core group yeah. of people who played the games.
2: Yeah. And also I think too, like, like everyone kind of wants to look at that template of you get the younger actor in there. So like, if this works out, you can do it for a long time yep. assuming you can afford to pay them.
4: Yeah. Um, Cause yep. that's,
2: I really still think that's what's going on with Spider-Man right now is, is, their way the, he's holding the bag right he's like yeah. how much money will you put in this to keep me doing this and i think like honestly i think the only reason we haven't heard a confirm that he's returning as spider-man is because he wants a silly amount of money that he's surely earned
0: yeah and, <laughs> he and, wants he wants downy money probably
2: right and he, and i mean why not give it to him i don't know <laughs> yeah, but like, exactly. but anyway but point being yeah you probably and the other thing i was thinking about this last night too i guess this is maybe worth mentioning I know some people are going to be crusty about a reboot, but like. If you did a third Aquaman, the amount of money you're going to have to pay James Wan and and Jason Momoa, if you did a third Wonder Woman, the amount of money you're paying Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, if you're doing, you know, because you're getting into the point where these movies get more expensive, largely because of actor salaries and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you reboot now, sure, an actor is going to command a good paycheck for a first movie, but like even Robert Pattinson, I think got 3 million for Batman, like for the first one, mm-hmm. it's cheaper to do like, you can start new for slightly cheaper, yeah. you know, like, so I think like, yeah, you get, I don't know. The idea was floated yesterday of like Austin Butler being Superman. Right. Like, like, Oh, you interesting. Know, I look, I have no idea. I I have a hard time seeing it, but like, but you know, whatever, like a 31 year old actor who is very mm-hmm, popular, mm-hmm. like, Austin Butler's a guy who is popular right now, so so you could get him theoretically cheaper than you could get like Cavill was probably going to ask for a ten million dollars or more, you know, whatever. Like so, yeah, it, yeah. it it you know that's that's not that we want to, not that people like hearing about the sexy cost savings of making a blockbuster movie, but like <laughs> right. when when Black Adam cost two hundred million dollars and it making four hundred million dollars worldwide prevented it from being you know, profitable because of that budget. Yeah, you got to start looking at budget stuff. And that just is a reality of the situation.
0: Yeah. And and the Tom Holland of it all is is sort of like that idea of like casting young and and being able to stick around in the franchise, like like you said, that's kind of what I was thinking of, because like my first gut was like, oh, man, it would be really cool to see somebody like, um I don't know, like Taron Egerton or something like that play. Superman, even though I guess he, I guess he's not American, right? Is is he British? I think originally, he, I'm not but sure. so
2: is Cavill, like Cavill. I know. British, you know, but
0: but like yeah. Anyway, so um, I I don't know uh, if they would like maybe what I'm trying to say is they'll go with somebody younger than that because Tom Holland was like fairly young and and still sort of reads young on screen and like yeah. cast somebody who is in their early 30s to play the young journalists, it's not necessarily the same thing longevity wise as if you cast somebody who's in their early twenties or whatever. So, um, you know, how young exactly are they, are they looking to go here? Those are all like open questions. And I think James Gunn, um, teased that we're supposed to hear more about this stuff, like early in 2023, he and he and Peter Saffron are planning to share some stuff with, um, with the, the larger fan community about their plans for DC. So, um, yeah, like I said, like more, you know, who knows more stuff could come out today or, or anytime in the next couple of weeks or whatever. Um, so yeah. We'll definitely... Do you have
2: any thoughts of like actors in their twenties? Cause I just had a weird one. Cause I was thinking like, who's, who's in like their mid twenties who could like, you know, cause that's really what you want. And I'm trying to think, you know, uh, the, the guy that I just saw a picture of him with glasses where I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, you know, Asia Butterfield, I feel oh, yeah. like he, he's like 25, you know, like, and that's kind of, I think, exactly what you're looking for.
0: That's and really interesting because I don't know if you remember, but when the whole um, casting scenario of the new Spider-Man of the Tom oh, Holland yep. Spider-Man yeah. thing, Asia Butterfield was, I think, if my if my memory serves correctly, he was one of the people who was like very very close to actually getting. He was the one part. of the
2: three. It was him, and what is that? Was it Logan?
0: Uh, Logan Lerman, I think.
2: Logan Lerman, I believe, yep. was the. It was like those three.
0: And I think I remember hearing something that like Asia Butterfield was like so convinced that he had the park that he was like going around and telling people this this may or may not be true. So please do not like uh, hold me to this. But I I remember there being something where he I read several reports at the time that were sort of like he kind of had the job and blew it a little bit. And I don't know if if the people at Marvel or Sony would dispute that because maybe they would say, you know, we were only looking at Tom Holland, really. It could be a lot of like behind the scenes negotiating kind of stuff where like, you know, we're thinking about this guy and it, to drive down the price that people, you know, stuff right, like that right. happens all the time. Um, so I'm not sure like what the sort of official narrative is, but I, I feel like I remember reading some reports at the time that Asia Butterfield was like, Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, to, I, uh, I
2: heard. Pretty, I think it was very similar to to what happened with like Nicholas Holt was costume testing the same day, like Robert Pattinson costume tested. Mm-hmm. And it was like either one, it was one, it was one of those two guys. And it was like, and it could have been a coin flip, you know, like, and so I think it was a similar thing with like Asia and and Tom, but, but I, but again, just in looking at a picture of him with like the first thing I Googled, he had like black room glasses. I'm like, Holy shit, that's Clark Kent.
0: Yeah, That would be, that would be pretty cool to see it uh, come back around and and him to, uh, to step into that role. So yeah, I I don't really have any, like, I don't have a list of, I'm not good at, at knowing, uh, how old people are like off the top of my head. So, um, I need to like, look at a list of like, you know, actors in their twenties or whatever, and see if I can uh, pinpoint somebody who would make sense for something like this, just for, you know, pure fan casting purposes. But, um, I, I would love to hear from our listeners too. If anybody has any uh, suggestions of like, you know, is your favorite actor in this age range and you think they would be a, a killer, uh, Superman slash Clark Kent, like hit us up, let us know. Um, I would love to hear about that. So, uh, I think that's going wrap to wrap us up for today's episode. You can find more about all the stuff that we mentioned on today's show at slashfilm.com and linked inside the show notes for this episode. Slashfilm Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please subscribe to our newsletter, send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, mailbag topics, and uh, Superman fan casting options to us at uh, peter at slashfilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.